As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Andrew, hit us with the Sif Spoil theme song for this week. With the Knights of the Round Table, with the added <laughs> robot fable, it's busy here in Camelot. I have to save the Autobot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. Welcome to Sif Spoil for Transformers 5, The Last Night, uh, where the theme song is different every week because, hey, something should still be a surprise. We are going to spoil the snot out of this movie, uh, so if you haven't seen it, Highly advise that you no, you know what? I don't highly advise that you see it first. Feel free to yeah. never see it if you don't if you don't yeah. want to. Uh, but you might be a little bit confused if you haven't seen the movie because we will probably be jumping around. You quite might be a confused bit. if you have seen the movie. Uh, Christian had to run. Uh, he was on the podcast proper, but uh, couldn't stick around for spoilers. Totally understand. Uh, Busy man. He, Busy man. Absolutely. So let's get into some of the spoilers for Transformers: The Last Night. Where do you even want to start, Andrew? I figure if we just go through this. You know, from beginning to end, we can get through it quicker? I don't know. It's two and a half hours long. There's a lot of, you know... Just do it quickly. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, there's so much to get caught up on. So, the beginning of the movie, we're introduced to this completely pointless young girl <laughs> who is friends with... She's like a slum kid yeah. who is friends with... You're the, skipping the medieval stuff, right? Or was that before? Uh, it was before. Okay. Don't Believe me, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing in the medieval stuff other than... There's a medieval scepter that's introduced and it can control uh, uh, Unicron who is nothing like Unicron from the original Transformers. Unicron is Earth, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what is going on? And what does that even mean? This is what I mean. This is like my to jump all the way ahead to the end. Yeah, you get your hands on the staff. So what? What is it even like? What? It, I, like okay, now I have the power, but how does that power even represent itself? And and what did it do? And anyways, continue. Yes, we're introduced to the staff in Merlin. Yeah. So then uh, we're introduced to Slum Kid, who serves no purpose to the film. As do many of the characters serve no purpose to the film. Exactly. Um, and she teams up with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, and what he <laughs> is doing is he is hiding all the Transformers now because Transformers are now declared illegal in the world except for Cuba, <laughs> where John Turturro's chilling playing volleyball. With Transformers. With Transformers. And, and talking on a payphone. Yeah. He, for key plot information. Yeah, exactly. So um, after we're introduced to Marky Mark, he is kidnapped pretty much by... Uh, Anthony Hopkins, who finds him, who wants him to become a knight, for some reason. Yeah. Oh, because uh, he, uh, because Marky Mark finds the uh, the one knight uh, Autobot who has the uh, the talisman. I had totally forgotten about it. It's such a point. Everything in this movie is pointless. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Well, did that talisman even, like, it climbed around is, him and protected that, him okay, from a bullet is, at one point. Is that but, Talisman Excalibur? What? Is that what it is? Is that where his sword came from? Yeah. The, the that talis- was the talisman? The talisman turned into the sword. So I'm wondering uh, if the talisman is Excalibur. This movie yeah. just gets worse the more I think about it. Exactly. Uh, Bumblebee still can't talk. Well, Ooh. that's a big plot point that, I, I'm getting, again, yeah. I didn't understand. So how does he eventually start talking? This is when I said because movie the movie. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know, Optimus Prime, I'm sorry, I'm going to jump around. I just, yeah. I can't help it. Optimus Prime gets zombified by, you know, yeah. female villain transformer lady. Contessa. Contessa. And well, so, who, who is she? No, I don't know. Yeah. It, but she zombifies, uh, somehow. Yeah. Uh, Optimus Prime. And then somehow, yeah. because Bumblebee can say something. <laughs> I love you. I love like, you to him <laughs> in his own voice. I am now Optimus Prime again. What have I done? Which you made a big point earlier in the movie about saying, Bumblebee, you can't find the right voice for him. Yeah. And you never showed any time where he had another voice box put on. Yeah. But all of a sudden, just because movie, he can talk. Exactly. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Contessa turns him into, what was his new name? It wasn't Optimus. It was like Notorious Prime or Notor- something. <laughs> Notorious P-I-P-R-I-M-E. Yeah, Notorious P-R-I-M-E. Um, but uh, it started with an N, I think. Anyway, so he becomes evil Optimus, but he's gone for the rest of the movie until movie needs him. Yeah. Uh, then, then we have an hour and a half of National Treasure with him and super hot, uh, Oxford lady who... Is a descendant of Merlin. Yeah, and, and she's wit- the final blood relative of the keepers of the staff, and but, so therefore her DNA is the only one that can keep the staff. But she's related to Witwicky, uh, which was uh, what's his name? Uh, Do it guy. What am I? Why am I forgetting his name? I don't. I he's don't. A, he's in all the oh, other. Oh, Shia. Sh- yeah, Shia LaBeouf. He's a Witwicky too. So why isn't he one of the final dis- descendants? I don't know. Maybe he died. Did he die in the other movies? I don't know. This movie would would have been so much better if it was Shia instead of her. <laughs> yeah. You know, I actually didn't mind him. I like I like the first tra- I will say this, the first Transformers movie, I liked. I liked it. it I don't know if I'd gr- say I liked it. I certainly liked it more than the rest. Yeah, it's the best. It's the it's the only good one. Uh, aside from the yeah, aside from the eighties one, yes. no, no, not the. I'm not talking about the. I'm talking about this new Michael yes. Bay. Yep, you got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm absolutely. not talking about the eighties cartoon. First one, one is is the best one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely downhill from there, and this might be the worst out of I all. I think of it them. is. Yeah. I really think it is. Yeah. It's so, so it's so crazy. Um, so the, continue on with your hour and a half of National Treasure, <laughs> and uh, except bad, and then um, you have Anthony Hopkins saying some weird, weird stuff. I will say this movie did make me laugh in a couple moments. Was it one of the moments where they would go from the score to the robot playing the yes. score on the organ or yeah. singing the score in the balcony? Yes. I was laughing. That at least was a little bit clever, right? Yeah. Like, that at least, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous, but at least it's not just, you know, some sort of infantile joke. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I was like, okay, movie, you made me laugh. You got me with that one. <laughs> but uh, I want to get to the moment. I want to get there really quick because it's my favorite moment is whenever you started laughing out loud. Oh, in the big f- the finale? Where they're throwing the girl around in zero G. <laughs> I think the reason I broke out in laughter there, and he's not kidding, like uh, that may be the loudest I've ever laughed in a theater. Yeah, uh, I, it was the moment where Wahlberg grabs her yeah. and then swings her towards the staff. Yeah, that that hit me as wrong on so many different levels. Yeah, primary being physics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not how zero gravity works. 
the, the momentum has to be generated from somewhere. You can't just throw somebody in zero G. You actually have to push off of something. Yeah. Uh, also, that it was just like this super cheesy grab the hand mm-hmm. moment, and it was just played with yeah. just such power and emphasis, and uh, and the fact that we had no clue, or at least I didn't. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. Why she even needed to touch the staff? Yeah, like because here's the thing: he throws her to the staff, she grabs it, yeah, and then never does anything with it. She can't pull it out. She can't pull it. Out. And really, Contessa only goes down because Bumblebee surprises her from around the corner and shoots yeah. her. <laughs> Say hello to my best friend, Bumblebee. <laughs> so why did it even matter, Andrew? Why did that big moment where he flung her towards the staff? Yeah, because she finally was able to pull it out, and that's what stopped everything. Did it stop everything? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know. But, but why? But why did the, it stop the, everything, uh, they, Andrew? They, Michael Bay. <laughs> because Michael Bay. The because MB. The other thing that I laughed at internally, not as much externally as I did with that one, uh, is the 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 incredibly uh, misviewed uh, idea of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Relative size. So you've got yes, this. Yes. Like you've got this this thing World. that is probably a quarter size of the earth yeah. when you're zoomed out, right? Yeah. And then you zoom in. And it's like and going it's through tiny. a field. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, listen, no. I mean, you may think we're stupid, but we are not that stupid. Every single yeah. one of us went, how did that shrink so much? Exactly. I Whenever mean, they show up from space, it's the size. It's a quarter of the size of the earth. Yeah. But it's like being drugged across a cow field. Forget the gravitational pull of this thing. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, uh, I just like, I, I just, it's it just, it's mind-boggling how little care went into it being authentic about any of that stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Do you want to talk about some other specifics? Um, uh, just other cringe-worthy moments. Whenever they're having a fine meal on the subway or on the submarine. Why? Why even have that scene in the movie? I I, I was thinking, I totally forgotten about that scene, as I have with so many yeah, of these scenes. Because there's scenes that don't need to be in the movie. Cut cut them out for time purposes. Well, didn't he like the robot that there? The butler he, robot. He shot guy. himself out of a torpedo. Yeah, hall. and it was like, oh, he left. How did he get back in? Oh, he's back with food. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Okay. And then this poor little girl who we met at the beginning doesn't show up until the very end they cut to her for a few seconds at one point yeah because she's is she babysitting some of the other robots yeah her and uh what was his name his assistant uh oh yeah 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 another pointless character yeah oh my goodness uh speaking of pointless characters we can talk about pointless villains uh megatron why why is he even here don't have megatron in the movie don't have that trf guy who's like yes don't have him in the movie focus on Kintessa. oh Oh, oh, and all of a sudden at the end, we're like in NASA, and all of a sudden NASA's playing a role Yeah, with the, the uh, well, I forget his name, but the guy from um, Arrested Development. From Arrested Development. Uh, Tony, Tony, Tony Hale? Hale? Yeah, Tony, Tony Hale? Yeah. I think it's Tony Hale. Hobgoblins! Hobgoblins! <laughs> all of a sudden, that becomes a big part of the end, Yeah, and here's the thing about all this stuff. You've got TRF, you've got NASA, you've got Megatron, you've got Optimus Prime, Zombie Optimus Prime, you've got Mark Wahlberg, you've got the little girl, you've got John Tortura in Cuba... You've got Ugh. you've got Anthony Hopkins, and they're all in each and every case. You can pretty much go, what are they trying to do? Yeah, and not have an answer. What what is their what is NASA's what is NASA trying to accomplish? Yeah, I, I don't know. S- stop bad stuff from happening. That's yeah. about as far as you can go. 
I can make this movie no better. Motives. I can make this. I don't know if I can make this movie good. I can make it better. Here's the characters you cut out, and you give those roles to other people. Cut out the little girl, his yeah. assistant, the Oxford uh, teacher woman. Okay. Uh, John Turturro, Tony Hale, TRF guy, uh, Megatron, and just have it where. Uh, Marky Mark is the descendant of Merlin, and he also can have the thing on him, which leads mm-hmm. him to somehow it leads him to Anthony Hopkins, who explains everything because you know you have to have it, it explained. And then, uh, to- or, and then John Turturro's character doesn't ex- exist at all in this. Anthony Hopkins already has all of his information, and he leads him to the submarine with his assistant, where this whole time we're still getting information like cut, cut throughout the movie on why. Quintessa is going to Earth. So yeah, spend a lot more time with Quintessa. Spend so a lot more time on Anthony Hopkins' background yeah. and who he is. Yeah. Because some of that stuff could have been deep and interesting, especially when you've got a great actor like Hopkins. Yeah. You could do some of that stuff. By the way, that just reminded me of another cringeworthy moment where Anthony Hopkins takes a full blast at point blank range from Megatron's, you know, and gun. He just and he, he does survives. die. Well, he but he survives it. He would be in pieces. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's a question for you, and I know they they just don't want to do it because he's the main villain of the animated series. Why is it that whenever Optimus Prime shoots another Transformer, they blow into smithereens, but whenever he shoots Megatron, he doesn't? I don't know. Why can Bumblebee all of a sudden split up into three hundred different pieces and come back together? Yeah. Has he ever been? Has he I don't. Ever I've been never able seen that? that before. Yeah. He like falls apart into a thousand pieces and then magnetically. I'm like, he can oh, come they back. just killed Bumblebee. That's yeah. a weird choice. I will say there was one cool part in the movie. I was like, oh, I'm excited for this. It was whenever Bumblebee fought Optimus Prime. I was like, oh, I'd never thought of that before. Sure. Because Bumblebee's smaller, but he's faster. Yeah. And I was actually excited to watch that fight. I don't know why, but I was like, these are two characters I've known since I was a little kid. I want to watch them fight now. Yeah. And it was exciting for me. There you go. See, you're finding the pros. Yeah. I sh- but I don't <laughs> know if I could have mentioned that in, you know. No, no, no. Probably not. So. Probably not. So, yeah. Um, Bumblebee and Optimus Prime are fighting. And then all of a sudden, uh, he can talk for some reason. Because, like you said, <laughs> because movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> And somehow, somehow, because movie, because movie that knocks Optimus Prime out of his, uh, no context for that. Yeah. You you didn't set any of that up in any way. We don't even know how he's zombified. All we know is, you know, that Contessa talked to him and, but she didn't do anything special, did she? I I don't know if she did. Maybe when she whipped him and his face turned red, maybe that was like her implementing some kind of virus that turned his mind. But then again, how does Bumblebee? Uh, I'm telling you, man, it because movie, the whole thing. So, yeah. The Unicron thing is really what makes me mad, the whole thing. So, and, and I guess I didn't have the previous... Like, Unicron kinda... is an Autobot. He's not the Earth. So, so the Earth is an Autobot? Yeah. So I guess. The, so the movie was saying that we live on a Transformer? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how that's a bad thing. <laughs> okay, the, the, at the very end of this movie... Was that Quintessa who just, like, turned into a human? I think so. I think that's what they were insinuating. Okay. But Uh, who knows? Because they established, was it in the second one or the third one, that somehow Transformers can transform into humans, which is silliness? This movie. (laughs) This movie. This this series of movies. Yeah. But this one especially. Yeah, I don't... 
I don't know. I don't know if there's much else we can say uh, other than the only reason to watch this is to riff on it and yeah. you know, this, possibly laugh at how ridiculous it is. I don't know if it's fun to riff on. Like I said, and I, I was Well, genuine, I eventually got to where it was hilarious to me. I genuinely meant this whenever I said in the uh, actual podcast proper, it was like making fun of a dim-witted child. Yeah. I f- sincerely feel like uh, it's... I feel bad making fun of this movie because it's yeah. so dumb. I feel bad for it. Yeah. And I feel bad for me for watching and, it. And, like, what do we expect at this point? If you don't know what a Transformers movie is going to be by this point, then you're just not paying attention, right? Yeah. Like, there's nobody who's going to this movie who is um, disappointed. We're not disappointed. We, no, knew, we knew this was going to be we bad. We knew this was going to be bad, right? Yeah, exactly. So there's a difference, right? Nobody, and if you loved the others, you're not going to be disappointed either. It's the same as the others. Exactly. So nobody is going to this and coming out going, oh, that really surprised me how bad that was. Or, oh, that really surprised me how good that was. Like, it just is what it is now. I do know somebody. I'm going to give a shout out to Tyrone Magnus. He's a YouTuber. Over okay. a million subscribers. Good friend of mine. Uh, he name loves, I am I'm name dropping, <laughs> but the reason I brought him up is because whenever he went and saw this movie, he loves the Transformers movies, loves them. He hated this. He absolutely hated this movie. So oh appara- wow, apparently maybe the for, tide is turning. I know for <laughs> apparent. So apparently, people who love the Transformers uh, films even hate this one. And here's what I have to say about this. And I'm going on another rant. Sorry, do but, it. Rant, rant, rant. The Transformers movies were made for kids who grew up in the 80s, right? That was for us. Yeah, we grew up. Therefore, this movie. Well, they were should toys grow- first. Yeah. So therefore, this should grow up with us and cater to us. I no, I agree. Is that, is that me being selfish? A little bit, but I think it's true. Okay. I mean, it was it was. I listen. The best properties know how to do both. The best properties know how to grow up with their audience and still appeal to the kids. I think Star Pixar. Wars. I think Star, Star Wars, Wars has done that very well. Yeah. I think Star Wars has grown up with us, and also my kids still love it. So you know, there's a way to do it. Yeah. That's a very good analogy of Star Wars. That's that's perfect. So I think you can do both. But no, you're not wrong to say, you know, this was our thing. Like and that's when I talk about the the, Ninja philo- Turtles the philosophy well. of the Transformers is almost what hurts me the most. Yeah. Them being bad movies, fine. People make bad movies, people have a different idea of what makes a good movie. But you took something that I thought was the one of the main reasons I thought it was cool was because it was a robot. And then it became a car. Like, yeah. It was both. And it was legitimately both. These are not legitimately both. No. They have they'll turned th- into... They'll throw a, a, a door on their back. Yeah. Well, they, they've turned into to morph formers, not yeah. transformers. You know what I mean? They've turned into just the ability to morph into whatever they want. Yeah. Not the idea of actual pieces moving around. And like, that was the coolest thing about Optimus Prime. That is a cool looking robot. And then you turned it into a semi truck and you're yeah. like... How is that the same thing? But yeah. it was, you know? And you can do that. And this just this movie just doesn't. No. None doesn't. of them do. And that's and that's what it that almost hurts me more even as somebody who loved the toys than any of the movie stuff. You I know? thought of another example of, you know, movies that we grew up with, like with a property as young people, but then they still are able to cater to young audiences and us. Marvel movies. Yeah. You know, we grew up with that and that goes back many generations with marvel yeah i was gonna say our parents grew up with comic books exactly yeah and the fact that it's still able to cater to us you know why can't it, the formula is proven on multiple fronts why can't it work with this why can't it, can. it work with ninja turtles why it isn't it working though because the creative force behind it doesn't understand what you know the heart of it what makes it awesome yeah that's the beauty of what happened with marvel and star wars is people the people who who did it cared about it enough 
You know, that's why that's why I believe The Last Airbender is such an awful movie. I don't think M. Night really cared about the original cartoon. Like he just, you know, he saw a world that he could play around in and, you know, change stuff in. And I think Michael Bay sees that with Transformers. Oh, here's what here's how I can make this better. Here's how I can do what I see as cool, you know, in this world instead of honoring, you know, what made it fun and cool, you know, to us when we were growing up. Yeah. At least I think so. I think that's the difference. Uh, You're probably right. You're probably right. It's just it's. It's it, it hurts, you know, because, you know, we love the property. Love hurts. <laughs> Is that a wedding singer? <laughs> I don't I don't know. No, I thought that no, was love stakes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Know. Yeah. Love hurts is a uh, who sings that? I don't know. I know that love stinks is Adam Sandler now, though. There you go. Well, anything else you wanted to say about uh, the last night? Uh, I'm done. I'm done with transform. I was done before, <laughs> but do uh, you can only I thought over the last one, you can't do any worse. You're wrong. And they took it as a challenge. That's right. I really do think he's I think he's trolling. I think with a lot of this stuff, I really do think he's purposefully going further with stuff he knows critics hate. I I just can't explain it any other way. But it's not I, just critics though. No, I know. People who love storytelling. <laughs> People yeah. who you know, who love more than the spectacle. Exactly. So um Yeah. So there you go. Uh, we'll be back next week. Actually, it won't be a spoiler cast. There won't be a sift spoil next week. No. But in two weeks, we will sift spoil Spider-Man Homecoming. Very so exciting. you want to stick around for that. Thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 